I don't know how well it worked, but... Right, right. All right, man. Yay, here we go. <laughs> All right. Thank you for listening to Strong Calm Podcast. My name is Aaron Dunn, and this is Strong Calm, the podcast where you come to get advice, actionable tips, and stories from professionals who have already done this. They've developed strong communication skills, strong community building skills, and therefore have built strong company, whether that's the company that they've built, like their business, or the company that they keep, like their network. I've got a strong, calm person, strong commie, communicator, community builder, uh, my friend Carlos Cuadros. Hey, what's up? Oh, not much, man, not much, just hustling. Thanks uh, except for inviting me. Yeah, man, uh, thanks for being on here. I, um, you know, we've had, We've worked on projects together. We met, what, two or three years ago, four years ago? I believe it was 2016, uh, around January, somewhere around there. No, okay. No, 2017, January. Yeah, and uh, we got to work on some stuff. Carlos is a, um, a, a content creator, um, a marketing consultant, a video editor, a I mean, he's just kind of a jack of all trades, which you kind of have to be in this world, but definitely a specialist in a few different zones. So I'm going to let Carlos describe himself. Introduce yourself, Carlos. Who are you? And, uh, you know, maybe, uh, you know, I'm terrible at intros, as it turns out. No, no, that was a very good intro. Uh, uh, I'm, you know, I like to think myself of myself as a, as a filmmaker, but, you know, with the whole... Um, you know social media stuff you kind of have to do a little bit more to not only market yourself but survive and you know help other people and 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 just kind of like you always have to like learn um to do different stuff so i would consider myself a filmmaker uh, first and foremost and then probably you know like a content creator consultant all that stuff you know down the line awesome yeah You've always, you've definitely always had a focus on film and videos. Um, why, why that? Because um, I've I've loved movies ever since I was a a little kid. Uh, I've always been entertained by by movies, just like a lot of people. Um, and you know, the first time I picked up a camera was when you know my family used to record weddings and parties and stuff like that. And when I, when I would watch them, uh, I would like notice that the camera was very shaky and I, that kind of like bothered me. I was like, next time I'll be the one holding the camera. And then I was the one holding it during parties and stuff. And that, that just felt good in my eyes. And, and I don't know. And then I just followed that. And then it just evolved to like me wanting to uh, create story and, and work with other people. It's just fun for me. Yeah. Right on. So are you, um, so tell, tell people where you're working right now, what you're working on, what's your day-to-day -day work like at the moment? So right now I am in Los Angeles. Um, I moved here about a year and a half ago. Um, I work at a rental shop 
um, which, you know, rents like camera equipment and like everything you need from like audio cameras, lenses, all that kind of stuff. And it's, it's, it's been a, a really good job because as a filmmaker myself, I tend to get um, little gigs here and there on the side. So whenever I need a camera or a light or whatever it is, I could just, you know, use the ones from work. So it, it kind of works mutually, you know. So, you know, it's, it's been pretty great. And my day-to-day, uh, whenever I'm not working um, at the rental shop, I'm trying to you know, get gigs or do a project with friends or just stay creative in, in one way or another. Um, and currently I'm involved with a couple of different organizations that involves like social media, uh, content creation and uh, just film filming stuff and, you know, just trying to stay busy. Awesome. I love that. Uh, I, I love what you're doing with your work because you know you're working at a rental shop um right now you know the 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 film shop and it's one thing that i i think is really um that people don't it's a it's a underappreciated um thing that you can do stepping stone that you can do in a career when you can take what you're passionate about and your creative outlet and integrate it with whatever you're doing in your actual work life like even if you don't want to run a a a film rental shop like you don't you're not looking to do that in your you know professional career necessarily and start this business you're trying to do a different business it's Mm -hmm. still complementary to your set of skills and so you're always in your own element uh whether you're working for somebody else or working for yourself and what you really want to be focused on right I love that. So I just wanted to uh, commend you for that because, you know, you could work anywhere, but you 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 you're you're smart about it. And I th- I just think that more people should think about where they're working, and as it as it relates to what they want to be doing later, because uh, it's definitely uh, a, an awesome stepping stone. Well, well, when I first needed, when I first moved, I, I kind of had saved uh, a couple thousand dollars to. Uh, to move over here and uh you know for the first two months it was, i was kind of like doing a bunch of uh you know visiting different places and being like the most hardcore tourist uh you know going everywhere but then you know money started getting low and i was like oh snap i need to work <laughs> um, you know it was kind of that honeymoon phase of like you know uh, living somewhere i didn't want to like work you know somewhere where it didn't help me I guess grow in, in the field that I that I want to pursue. So literally, what I did, I just went to Google and I I like typed in camera rental houses in Los Angeles, and I literally sent an email to like all of them, and three of them replied, and uh, yeah, the one that I'm at I'm at was one of the ones that replied, and you know I I just didn't want to work at a you know a a store or a restaurant or something like that. So yeah. I, was, I was very fortunate that my uh, boss needed somebody. Right. But hey, man, respect the hustle. That's awesome. Like you went out and, and, and did it. And that's that's why I, uh, you know, wanted to pick up the phone or, you know, send you the IGDM and invite you to be on the podcast because I think a lot of people can learn from you. 
um, about, I mean, you're somebody who grew up in, you grew up in a relatively smaller area, right? In Texas? Yes. So I, I grew up in McAllen, Texas, or like the RGV, as they call it, Rio Grande Valley. Um, and yeah, it's, it's relatively small, but it's growing now. But, you know, as far as filmmaking, there are some, um, you know, developments that have been there as far as filmmaking, but it's not, you know, huge. So definitely, you know, um, and then I moved to Tyler after I graduated college because I was born in Tyler. So I was like, you know what, I've always wanted to uh, live there. So I went, you know, tried to test the water, see how I felt because I had never like lived away from home. So then I went and I was like, okay, it's not so bad. Came back home to RGV and then save money to come to LA because, you know, I was like, I'm not, nothing's holding me back. I shouldn't, you know, why, why not? Yeah, why not? That's legit. We all missed you when you left and we still miss you now. But uh, let's get into the com. Let's get into the COM. I didn't explain that in the intro this time. So if you're new to the podcast, COM, C-O-M, it's the root word for together or in common, stands for communication, community, and company. I got, I touched on it, but I just wanted to make sure we, we hit that. Uh, and so we're going to go through the three C's, the crux of the podcast. And first things first, we're going to talk about communication, the subject of communication. And if you go to Carlos's website, it's sparktrist.com, sparktrist.com. That's S-P-A-R-K-T-R-E-S-T. Mm-hmm. And uh, Carlos, how about you tell people what it, what is Sparktrist? Um it's basically two words, uh, spark, you know, like the light sparking and then interest. I just thought it'd be a fancy word to catch people's attention. Um, because I, I, I te- as a filmmaker, I, you know, there's different types of filmmakers that are, they put, uh, the most, uh, valuable thing first, like some filmmakers put like how, uh, how the, the frame looks or, or the color or the, the camera movements or like the uh, the composition, all that kind of stuff. Uh, and I'm the type of filmmaker that tends to put the story first um, above everything else. Uh, so I, I tend to concentrate more on story versus like, oh, what type of camera am I using or uh, what type of, uh, you know, setting or whatever. Uh, so Spark Trust is kind of like a model for saying like, a, a model for saying uh, sparking interest in every story is kind of like the whole, um, you know, um, thing behind the name. Uh, so I, I just liked it, how it sounded. And uh, yeah, that's why I made it up. Yeah, I love it. I love it. It's a creative idea. And everybody who has a story to tell wants to make it interesting. So there's a, there's a lot of uninteresting stories out there. So, um, man, from, from working alongside you and seeing you work here in Tyler, um, and then seeing you work from afar, um, I've seen a lot of your work. Like I've seen you in a bunch of different, you know, realms, like the discovery science place here in Tyler to, uh, the, the, the coffee outside that we did with our other friend, Carlos, with (laughs) our mutual friend, Carlos, the other Carlos. Um, 
but then the stuff that you've worked on with, um, you know, the, the network that you've built in LA, um, different commercials and stuff that you've done, you've done a lot of work in a different, a lot of different industries. How many stories would you say you've told over the past few years, at least since I've known you, like what, what give me a ballpark answer if you can, or an exact, if you got it. <laughs> No, I don't know the exact number, but if by story you're referring to like videos that I've done, uh, it's probably around a good like a hundred, something like that. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, you know, if we want to put it into like videos that I've done for people. So, yeah, approximately about a hundred, somewhere around that realm, a little bit less, I think. Probably around 80, more more than 80, less than a hundred, somewhere around there. Yeah. And they're in a lot of different industries and it's just a lot of different things. You're kind of, uh, you, you've, you've got a lot of different experience and insight into different ways of telling a story for different use cases. Um, so for you, what makes a story interesting? If, if you want to spark interest in every story, what makes a story interesting? What are those components and how do you approach uh, when somebody says, yeah, I want to tell a story about my business or whatever it is, how do you how do you start um, with that focus? Right. So I think one of the biggest things for storytelling is being able to be in the person's shoes or like whoever the story is about. So like if it's a video about you, your uh, podcast uh, or like promoting your your podcast, something like that. Uh, I would have to uh, think about what it is that you feel about doing this. So um, as long as I know that um, and being able to to show that to the audience so they could connect with you like, oh, he likes doing podcasts because he's really wants to help people spread their message. So people would connect with like, oh, you know, he likes helping people like uh, I understand how, how, you know, the feeling of helping others. So it, it all begins with understanding the, the person who I'm doing the video for. Like, uh, I don't, I tend to not, when I first uh, talk to somebody about doing a video, uh, most of the times, you know, there are a few times where it's mostly like, oh, make it look good and at this and at that. But for the most part, it, it begins with getting to know uh, the, the person, uh, what, what they want. It's not like, oh, I show up and they're like, oh, you need to do this and you need to do that and that and this to have a good video. It's, it's more about getting to know uh, the person. I like that. I like that. And I like what you said about um, the feeling, like how you, you, you turned it on me and said, you know, how does how would I feel like, how do I want to make people feel about, you know, the work that I'm doing and and things like that and honing in on the feeling that's, that's pretty, I think that's pretty interesting to, to take it from that realm because like you said, yeah, I want to make it look cool and pretty and use this lens or something like that. But Mm -hmm. uh, it's really the feeling that's going to effectively communicate. And and sometimes at, at work, I get phone calls from people who are like, call and they ask me like hey what's the most cinematic lens that i could use for my video and you know sometimes uh i tend to answer uh you know oh this lens would help but you know uh, 
on, on more occasions, I, I asked them more about their projects. It's like, oh, well, what, what are you trying to convey? What, what emotion? What, you know, a little, it's not necessarily about the camera itself or the lens. It's more about your idea that you're trying to convey to, to your audience. So as long as you understand the story first, then you'll know what lens to use or what light or et cetera, et cetera. I love that. So when you're just before we started recording, you showed me that something you were working on, like you were doing some storyboarding, kind of sketching some scenes out and, and, and stuff like that. seems like it's a regular part of your process. Um, I, I kind of a two-parter question. What part of the process is that? And like, what are kind of the steps that you would take maybe before and after? And then actually just answer that. And then I got another follow-up. Uh, sure. Well, actually storyboarding um, tends to be not that common uh, with, with what I tend to do because it's, it's more kind of like when it's like, um, like a film or some sort of like uh, scene, um, which I don't do a lot. Most of the work I do is kind of like documenting uh, things or like events or, or people, uh, which I tend to like uh, show up to. Like I, I have a storyboard in my head, but like uh, it's not really necessary for those type of projects because, you know, it's relatively simple. Uh, so most of the times I have it in my head and then I just shoot what's in my head. But for something like this, which I'm actually getting ready to shoot a uh, a short scene about 20 pages with my uh, with my roommate and another friend, so we're like using our living room to to like shoot the whole thing, and we're gonna use it for our portfolios. You know, two of them are actors, and then I'm gonna use it as my uh, part of my cinematography reel as well. So we're kind of like helping each other, and. For something like this, since it's so dialogue heavy and um, it, I kind of need to have a storyboard because it's 20 pages long and I need to make it easier. Like, oh, we, we filmed this. OK, what's next? What's next? It's kind of like more for like saving time. But, you know, storyboarding is very helpful when one, you have a lot of help with you, like um, like I've done a video for a restaurant. I'll give you a, a good example. Like I, I went to the restaurant and I'd have a storyboard ready because it was kind of like relatively simple of what I needed. You know, kind of like a shot of the outside, the shot of it inside, them cooking, food, close-ups, people eating. You know, since I kind of have a little bit more experience dealing with that, I don't really need it. I didn't really need a, a shot list or a storyboard because I've done it so many times. But when it's like a narrative film or short film, then that's when I tend to need a, a storyboard because it, it it just helps make the whole process easier. Got it. Got it. So one uh, my follow up, what I wanted to ask after that is, how do you know you have the right story when you're you're working on a project? How do you know that it's it's done? You know, you're in this process of kind of sketching it out or maybe even just thinking it through in your head, like. I've done some videos for work where, you know, I, I usually keep it on my phone. Like I'll, I'll just keep, you know, the notes, the checklist essentially on my phone because I'm forgetful. Mm -hmm. uh, but, you know, also kind of keeps the keeps the organizational aspect. But how do you know when you have 
you're like, oh, I got it. You know, after you've kind of worked it through with the team and what have you, how do you know you have the right story that's going to have the emotional hook or and and deliver the the interesting take that your client's looking for? Are you referring to like shots, like the shots they get? Um, I mean, you could, yeah, you could talk about the shots, but I guess I was really talking about like the narrative, the narrative piece, like when when you know you have like that good idea. Right. You're like, oh, this is the one that we should commit our time to. And, you know, like you said, like you've got 20 pages of dialogue. Like, how do you know when that's like, oh, yeah, we got it. We're done. Uh, well, the good thing is that I actually didn't write it. You know, I didn't have to write the, the 20 pages. My friend uh, Harry, who's also who's going to be acting, uh, he wrote it. So we're we, what we've done in the past with, uh, you know, since uh, we kind of like help each other out. Uh, we've written stuff together and then we like shoot it. So we're kind of like just helping each other out and, and we're learning. So, you know, as long as we think that um, the story is good, that, you know, as long as it interests all of us, then, you know, we, we just do it. We don't really, we're not really like, oh, it, it doesn't have this or it doesn't have that. Uh, we just tend to do things not only to grow as artists, but you know, just to to get better and and uh, you know, just to have that experience of of shooting things. Now, when it comes to shooting for like a client or something like that, uh, it all depends on uh, you know what what they're looking for. Um, like a um, for example, I'll, I'll go again to the restaurant the the owner wanted to uh, put an emphasis on the Italian food being, uh, you know, Italian food, not like Olive Garden or, or like, you know, authentic Italian food. So um, I knew that the story was done or finished um, whenever I, I like hit all the emotions of like who he is, how did he get started, what makes him different from other restaurants, uh, what can they expect? No, you have to like have these questions answered as you're doing uh, the, the the project. Because uh, I interviewed him, and then I got the shots of like the restaurant and stuff. So like I made sure that I the stuff that I shot that I hit all the points. Like for example, he said that he opened the restaurant a couple of years ago. So I made sure I got shots of the restaurant to like show you know how he takes care of it and stuff. And then he talked about the food and how it's authentic. So I made sure I got good shots of the food. And then, you know, when he was talking about how, what could people expect, I got shots of like the customers eating the food. So like when it comes something to that, as long as I hit all the points that they talk about, like during an interview, then that's when I know that, that, that I'm good, that everything's covered. Awesome. Awesome. Um, that's great. Um, but so, it, it's all a learning process, you know, as, as filmmakers and artists, we, we, we always try to learn to, to become better at our craft. It's not like, oh, that's when I know it's good. You know, you just have to like do it to, to get better at whatever it is that you're trying to do. Yeah. I like how you said that earlier too, of just like when you're working with your peers and then you say, you know, everybody, you kind of have buy-in from everyone that, yeah, this is, this is good. This is, 
you know, something that we can move forward with. And, you know, it seems kind of like a theme uh, in your career of you get uh, a spark uh, of inspiration yeah. and then you go do it. Like you, you started in school and then you, you went to school and you did it. And then you said, well, now I'm going to go to Tyler and you did it. And then you went, well, now I'm going to go back home and save some money. And then I'm going to go to California and I'm going to do it. And that's what I appreciate because you're, you're constantly adding to your, your skill set and your, and your network um, because you're not afraid of getting it perfect. Um, you're doing, you're, you're, you want to do quality work, of course, deliver what you promise to a client or what have you, mm -hmm. but you also want to just be able to scratch your creative itch. And the best way to learn, it seems uh, so often is to just deliver, just, just do it. Yeah. That's awesome. Um, I want to talk to you about um, community. So we're going to shift a little bit into the second C of community and how, um, because, you know, I want to talk to you really specifically about the, the Texas to California leap, because that's a big leap, man. You're in the big leagues. This is, you know, and Tyler, you you know, there, there's other filmmakers here. There's other video people here. But I'm, I imagine there, I mean, there's a billion over there in, in L.A. There's there's a high concentration. Yeah. I mean, you're talking about. If you throw a rock, you're going to hit someone that's a filmmaker. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Exactly. Or an actress or something. Yeah. So, um, first, just kind of on a on a general level, like how has travel influenced how you work with people? Like, how is you know living in a few different places, and then especially you know coming from Texas to California, how has that influenced um, how you work and and find work? Right. So I was kind of uh, lucky when I moved to uh, California because I. Uh, when I first moved, I started living at this type of like uh, hostel where it's like a bunch of artists and they're all filmmakers, actors, models, et cetera, et cetera, dancers. So I was lucky to to live there for a couple months and uh, I hit the I hit the ground running because as soon as I got there, there was like a film race going on. I don't know if you ever heard of that. So uh, it's basically like you got 48 hours to like film, shoot, record. Uh, edit like uh, a short film so right away I started helping people and uh, yeah you know just helping other people um, doing their projects whenever I had a project since I helped them they were like willing to help so by just lending a hand and uh, you know being helpful uh, that's that's how it opened doors for me to get other people to help me in exchange Awesome. So yeah, talk. I wanted to ask you about your experience there. We've chatted about it a little bit uh, when you first started, because like I kept seeing like just different stuff you're doing. It was so interesting. So on your site, it's like it's Upstart. Is that what it's called? Yeah, Upstart Creative Living. So essentially, it's like I mean, uh, maybe for lack of a better uh, analogy or whatever, it seems like real world for creative people. Is that a accurate description it, it, it's basically like a, a college dorm to be quite honest because like everybody's like into what you're into so you got like lots to talk about like everybody's into like filmmaking and and acting and modeling so like you you got infinite amount of subjects to touch to talk about uh so it, it was fun 
but um, yeah, there, there's a lot of different people that you could meet there that I met there. Um, and, and yeah, it, it's it's like a really great uh, place to, to, to live for a while when you're transitioning from another place to over here. Because first, you meet a lot of people, you network, you work with uh, uh, with different types of talents. Uh, there, was, there was even like voiceover artists, there was dancers, there was like graphic designers. I met uh, two people who worked at, on like um, making the trailers for movies. So they would like put the music and cut it and everything. So it, it was really, really a, um, a great environment to uh, to land here in, in, in LA when I first moved. Definitely, definitely. Because then you're kind of already plugged into a few other creative people and mm-hmm. you've, you've kind of got that base of support. Yeah. Um, as, as you're there and you get to work with them so that's you know it's just like a double triple whammy i didn't even know a place like that existed yeah. i'm not surprised but how did you how did you find it um i was just like looking on facebook because they have you know uh pages where they put uh like their houses or apartments for rent and i just saw an ad or like a a, a post where it had really cheap rent uh, well, relatively to to what you normally pay, um, but it was like uh, a really beautiful apartment with lots of like there was like a theater room, there was like a study room, there was like a little gym and a bunch of little stuff like that. So I was like, "Whoa, that's cheap for that!" And then I just applied and I just talked to the manager, asked her information, and yeah, then I just decided to make the deposit and come from Texas to LA without, you know, most people, when they move there, they, they visit it first and they do a tour, you know, and then they move in, but I didn't do that. I just like saw the pictures and chatted on the phone for a little bit. And then I just like made the decision to do it. And then I moved. And then when I got there the first day, that's when I saw it. <laughs> that's awesome. <laughs> yeah. Man, commit first, figure it out later. I okay. love it. I love it. So, um, you know, talking about community, living in, you know, it's kind of a dormitory with a bunch of creative people like that. That's a pretty unique experience. You talked about, you know, the value of uh, meeting with like-minded people. Um, with those connections that you made, you know, are there any kind of, um, like, any lessons that you, you, you learn from that experience that you'll take with you, like, you know, uh, as you continue to, to grow, how do you look back upon that? Like, was there any story or, or, or takeaway that you're like, man, you know, that was worth this much or whatever? Uh, Well, to be honest, I'm still with, uh, with in communication with, with the people that live there. Cause we have like a Facebook group where like people make announcements, they post jobs, they post, you know, if people need actors, they, they make a post like, hey, looking for actors, et cetera, et cetera. And yeah, I still talk to, I met most of the people I know in LA, like 99% of them is because of Upstart. Uh, I literally met somebody, like my roommate, uh, Meredith, I met her because she was working on a music video uh, as a makeup artist, and she wasn't necessarily an Upstart. But because of Upstart, like one of the members who was making the music video, um, I helped him and then I met her there. And, you know, 
it's, it's just open doors to a, to a lot of uh, friendships. So, you know, I, I definitely think it was worth the, the risk of moving to a place I hadn't visited before. But yeah, it's, it's, I still talk to a lot of people and, you know, it's definitely a great place to, 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 to live, you know? Yeah. That's, that's so awesome. That's the power of community. You know what I mean? It's just when you can find like-minded people that are along your same trajectory, uh, at least the same sense of overall mission, which is have a successful career in a you know creative field and storytelling and content you know however you want to group um you know that set of skills together mm -hmm. um then you're going to have a lot of connection um and then of course grow because of it yeah um, okay so now i want to ask you the village question so the village question recurring question for every guest that uh, is on the strong calm podcast the village question is this um imagine if you're creating a village uh -huh. okay so it's you know sparktress city if if you will or you know so i won't name your village it's your village but okay. so imagine you're making a village there's nobody in the village yet so you have to attract people to get there yeah um, but you want to attract the right people right. so um you have four signs that are facing, you know, the four different directions, north, south, east, west, and you can only put one value or principle on each one of the signs. Oh, wow. So to attract people uh, that you want to be around uh, and, and live with yeah. uh, in your village. So what are the four values or principles that you would put on those four signs? Oh, wow. Uh, well, for sure, one of them would be uh, hardworking. Um, you know, I, I've, it, it's rare to find people who are very uh, hardworking when it's like not their project. Uh, like, uh, for example, um, when I first arrived to LA, I helped out other people in their projects and I kind of like gave my best uh, with whatever I was doing. Um, regardless of whose project it was because if I was on the other side and I had somebody helping me I would want them to, to do their best so definitely someone who who's hardworking and, and willing to, uh, to 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 learn so I guess one of them would be a hard worker um, I don't yeah. know another word um, yeah just a hard worker uh, someone who another one would be probably uh, Someone who's open-minded, um, because in LA, you know, there's a lot of, <laughs> you know, different things that you would see, um, you know, relatively to somewhere else. It's like, what did I just see that? Or, you know, there's there's different ways of going through your day-to-day -day life and experiences that you would not see somewhere else. Uh, so hard work, being open-minded, but not only that, but like being open-minded to like ideas because sometimes you meet people who are like so set on on their way of thinking or their way of doing things that they close themselves to like doing other things um so it just open-mindedness um okay another one would probably be um so four values so hard work open-mindedness uh, someone who is 
Um, I don't know, this is a hard question. <laughs> uh, so a village with four, so I would have to have people with these four values, right? Yeah. Or they would have to have at least one of them. Or at least one of them, yeah. They don't have to have all four, but at least one of them to get them in the door at least. They can, you know, you can let the rest of the village, you know, teach the others. But I, uh, to give you some time, I love that you said hardworking and I love that you said open-mindedness. Um, you know, it's fun doing these th this question and throwing it on people because I get different answers every single time. Everybody that I've asked, there's no, no two are really the same at all. They're all very uniquely different based on their life experience and profession and all kinds of stuff. And yeah. um, it, it's been real fun to, to listen to, but, you know, hard work and, and being open-minded, I can imagine how, I mean, I, it seems that LA is a great place for those two things you would think. I mean, because I, I imagine you can't make it uh there if you're not those two yeah another one i just thought of uh would be probably honesty that would be another one because you don't want to have a village of liars uh you know true you know uh and then the fourth one i guess i would say it would be committed committed you know people who are committed to uh an idea or a mission a goal Whatever, whatever the purpose of this village is, with, I don't know why I would create a village, but, you know, people <laughs> are committed to, you know, I, to whatever we're trying to do. Like, I'm assuming if I create a village, it would probably be for creating a, a movie or something or, or, I don't know, something related to my field, but, you know, committed. Yeah. Awesome. I love it. I love it. So, Great job. Commitment, honesty, open-mindedness, and hard worker. Yeah. Yeah. That sounds good. Thank you for that. All right. Um, good question. Thanks. Thanks. Um, uh, so let's go to company. So this is kind of where the communication and community come together. And because, you know, I don't think you can have um, good relationships with other people if you don't have shared values and um, good communication skills. Mm -hmm. um, and, you know, every business is really just a people business. So it's all about connecting with other people, having a value exchange that is fair and agreed upon. And um, so it's, it's connected in your personal life and in your business. So in the, in, in terms of company, you know, you've talked about uh, working and doing some side projects if it's for free and just kind of a passion project or for paid, for paid clients and stuff outside of your job. And I just wanted to ask about, you know, your experience starting your own business because, you know, you're a young guy like myself. Um, it can be kind of a, a scary thing to, to do that, to kind of put yourself out there and say, okay, I'm going to try to make a go of this and, and earn my own income with the skills I've developed. Um, so if you could just kind of uh, share your experience um, within that and like if you have any uh, tips for anybody that's wanting to follow in your footsteps, uh, do something similar, 
um, be a filmmaker, what would you recommend people do and uh, think about when starting your own business as a as a filmmaker, creative content person yeah. uh, today? Uh, well, I, I, I don't have that much experience as far as like being knowledgeable and giving advice as far as you know what to do logistically. Um, I'm, I'm still learning myself, but one thing that I definitely recommend that I recently got or like about a couple months ago that has really helped me out is uh, this application called QuickBooks. Um, I don't know if you've heard of it, but <laughs> that has made life so much easier. It's literally saved my life because uh, as a as a freelancer, as a you know someone who does videos for for uh, people. Uh, you know, it's not a regular job, so you kind of like have to declare your receipts and, uh, you know, do quarterly taxes and all that stuff. So it, it, it it's a kind of a scary thing if you've never kind of like done it before, which I was uh, scared. But, uh, you know, I got it and it's really super freaking easy. Like it is just it's makes things so easy. Um, and then I guess. Would, another thing I would recommend for those starting out as a filmmaker would be to just like, um, you know, we tend to think of like, oh, everything has to be perfect in order to, uh, to like start shooting something or whatever. Um, but I, I started out with like a really cheap camera doing pictures and doing stuff for free so I could learn. Uh, but I would just recommend for people just to like pick up a camera and start taking pictures of your family or uh, of your dog or whatever you know just practice and, and just start doing it and then i, I would definitely recommend uh, reaching out to somebody who's already doing it um someone it could be local so you could like shadow them and just like learn um whatever they're doing and that way it'll be like really fast uh it'll be faster than if you were to do it uh, by yourself, uh, and then also uh, recommend YouTube videos because I definitely watched a lot of YouTube videos when I was starting. Um, but yeah, just like doing, doing it, and reaching out to people and working together and learning from each other. That's what I would recommend. Yeah, because I'm still, I'm still learning. You know, it's not. Yeah. A awesome, awesome. Um, I'll have to check out that QuickBooks app. Sounds like a. Yeah. Sounds it's easy. Like a, uh let's see so when you're not working man um what are you doing because um, you're always working what are you doing well I, I like to watch movies um not only for entertainment but to learn uh as far as like because i'm also trying to write i'm trying to be more of a, of a writer because it's kind of like a, a niche i've been wanting to scratch you know because um, I used to write uh, in high school and I, I liked it, but you know I stopped and you know it always it always felt good doing it. But you know it's different writing an essay in high school than or college versus like writing a, a story with a beginning, middle, and end. So uh, whenever I I uh, watch something, I I try to like learn something from from the story or. If it's not story, it's like composition as far as like the way it was shot or like anything really. Um, but yeah, I like to watch movies and, 
and shows and, and just learn from, from, from it. That's awesome. So uh, it, it shows how much of a committed person you are in that, like, I ask you, what do you do when you're not working? And you say, uh, well, I'm, I'm learning about, <laughs> I'm, you're essentially like learning and focusing and it's always on your mind. Well, I, I mean, that, that's pretty you, awesome. If you were to like see me, I would, you would probably like, oh, he's just watching TV or whatever. But like, I mean, yeah, but like, um, it, it may seem like I'm just relaxing, but like I'm taking stuff out of it. Like I'm, I'm learning all, oh, you know, uh, it's really good writing because they, they mentioned this idea in the beginning of the show and then they brought it back towards the middle and then right. at the end they like evolved into a different thing or whatever. Um, so what are some uh, of your favorite shows or movies in the last like six months? Do you, do you have like a Netflix recommendation or a movie that I need to go see that I haven't watched yet? Um, so believe it or not, uh, I've never seen that show Friends. Like, so I, I barely started watching it. Um, uh, my roommate Meredith recommended it and we started watching it and uh, yeah like the show is like comedy but behind it there's like um, there's like a message of like being friends and like holding each other accountable and like helping each other during tough times like it's like comedy but deep down there's like a really good message like there was this episode where Joey uh, gets his uh, stuff taken away because he can't afford his place. And then he's got a fight with Ross and he's like, tell me everything's gonna be good. And then Ross, I don't know if you're familiar with the characters, but you know, he tends to be very like straightforward, like, oh, you need to get a job. Uh, and, and Joey's the complete opposite of that. He's like, no, I need to feel like I'm, I'm good. Like you need to tell me that everything's gonna be all right. So they're, they're two contrasting types of people and then they get in a fight and then towards the end of the show they come to terms and like you know they're like oh i was just trying to help you and then you know because joy didn't want to get a regular job because he's an actor and uh you know it's definitely not the most um stable job uh so he decides to like okay i'm gonna do what ross tells me get a, a regular job and try to like you know build from there so it was a, a lesson um on on friendship um but that's just one example um, and then i also watch um there's this show called uh the oa um yeah lots of shows but uh yeah i i take something away from all the shows i watch um the office is another one uh the, the office is hilarious i love the office there's, Talk about strong writing. Um, yeah. I want to I want to highlight just real quick uh, what you talked about, Friends, and I think there's a lot there's a lot of fans of The Office, and there's a lot of fans of Friends, and you know uh, the OA. I, I watched the first season; it's, it's a weird show, but it's a good one. But um, you know these these cult classics, these Office and, and and Friends. The cool thing about those is that as you rewatch them, you're you're watching it with fresh eyes, but you know there's always something to learn from excellent storytelling when when it's done at such a high level like mm -hmm. you said and like um you know how you framed up that just that simple episode of the contrast between ross and joey i just want to highlight that point because it's the power of contrast as a way 
to frame a story. So if anybody's trying to create a story of some kind or, or uh, work on their brand or, or what have you, how can you inject contrast into your story? Is it, is it how you contrast with someone else or how you contrast with whatever the objective that you're, that you have is like, I, I, there's just a big lesson in utilizing those types of storytelling elements mm-hmm. um, from the onset yeah. and, just, and saying, how can I inject contrast into, you know, the story that I'm trying to tell um, to make it more engaging. So I just wanted to highlight that because, yeah. you know, you, you pointed that out because you're somebody who's actively trying to write those stories. Yeah. So it, it's cool that you, you, you pull those nuggets out and, you know, I think and, when you and, are a, sto- go ahead. Oh, sorry. Just so I could add something before I forget. And the reason why I think the office is such a popular show is because of what I was talking to you about before, about being, being empathetic and, and, you know, being able to connect with the other person. And, you know, a lot of people have worked in an office environment, so they, they kind of like relate to uh, the, the characters in the same way that I was telling you that when I do a video, I try to connect with the person first, find out what they want in order to be able to um, show that to the audience and, and have a connection. Love it. Um, I want to ask you about how storytelling builds business um, because, you know, ultimately, if you're working for a client, that's what that's what you want to do. If it's a commercial or if it's ongoing social media content, what have you, um, can you speak to that that aspect of it of like using story for business? It's a big, you know, it's a big thing now. Like, you know, so much. It's almost a buzzword. Storytelling is almost a buzzword in marketing speech. Um, how you got to kind of craft your story. But um, do you have any thoughts on that and how um, a businesses small or large or uh, individuals can inject story to further their margins and uh, make QuickBooks uh, smile <laughs> at them. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, so a lot of people, you know, nowadays, a lot of people don't like to be sold to like, they don't want to be like uh, talk to like if someone's trying to sell them something. So the, the, Nowadays, what the polar opposite of that is branding your your yourself or your story or whatever it is that you're you're about. Because, for example, like this podcast, um, um, you know, if if I was trying to uh, sell my services, um, I would not go go at it about the way of like, hey guys, uh, such and such video would cost you whatever. Uh, the whole point of a podcast is to be able to get to know a person uh, so they could share their story and and uh, kind of like talk about what they like, what they don't like, what you know what they're all about. And with that story, if someone were to um, uh, like if I were if someone were to watch and they were like, hey, I, I like how that guy uh, thinks or whatever, then they're more likely, to go to my website or my social media and try to connect with me and and build through there uh, versus you know trying to meet like me trying to talk about my pricing and and stuff like that. 
Yeah. 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 Uh, you're exactly right. And um, I think podcasting is a, I mean, it's the reason I have one is it's just such a powerful form of getting to know uh, people and really just get an understanding of, Hey, do I want to work with this person? And, yeah. you know, you could, you could, the, the power of story, like you said, like your story is powerful because it shows somebody who you're willing to take risks. You're willing to go the distance and, you know, take chances and try new things. Um, but all within reason, you know, you, you, you don't do it like a, you know, crazed person. You do it as, you know, in a, in a series of steps and like all those things that you embody, essentially your story, uh, that you're living, living out, um, is really, truly the, the, your best, your best pitch, even though you're going to write, you know, you, you could say you could write an ad and say, Hey, you know, come give me money, you know, bottom line prices. It's just not, that's not the case. They're looking for you. Yeah. Because nowadays, uh, your whole brand is about being able to, uh, connect with people and the way you connect with people is by just talking about your story or, or, or not necessarily being salesy, uh, salesy. I don't know if that makes sense, like a salesperson, but more of like opening the doors to what you're about. I mean, I don't know, I'm pretty sure you're a follower of Gary Vaynerchuk, but he's like a big believer in just, you know, putting out stuff that uh, shows who you're all about and you know he often says that you could like make a living off like selling smurfs um you know um because there's like an audience out there for everybody so um you just have to share your story um and uh people uh you know it's like a funnel not everybody's for you but some some of them are for you you know you're, you're not going to please everybody but you know uh, there's going to be a certain amount of people out there that you know like uh what you're all about and you know it's gonna uh, build a community that way i i couldn't agree more i couldn't agree more